This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Can you sing a precious song to you? Any song that you consider very special to you? Sing to the Lord tonight. The Bible says, I will sing a new song unto the Lord. So just sing to him. Sometimes all we want to do is just to take a very precious song to us. I love you, Lord. I lift my hands to sing. Blessed be your name. Make a melody in your heart to God. At times after a very hectic day, this is what we do. We assess mysteries in the spirit as we just lay down before him and open our hearts in worship. We give you praise, we adore you, we bless your name. There is none like you, we worship you. Oh, we magnify your name. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Let it flow from your heart to him. Let it flow from your heart to him. Let it flow from your spirit to him. Let it flow from your heart to him. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, we worship you. 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 You are the Lord. True worship energizes. It strengthens. It strengthens. Give him praise. Oh, we worship you. We give you all the glory. Oh, blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Awesome God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Leko mandalaba koria mandeleboko salamandalabara. Oh, we worship you. Blessed be your name. We give you praise. Release yourself tonight. Let's just do that for a while. Minister to the Lord. His voice is heard when we minister to Him. Worship your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, Rashandi Barakando Lobosayaba. Aligo se endre ke do sa brakato se taya. Yeta la ko se le manda brakado se ya mandere bakasoto ko. Londro ko siya ande parakasoto ke bo. Lete ke balama sondro boko shalamanda la baya. Igo soto ke balamando ko siya manda. Blessed be your name, Mahasata la baya. Oh, we worship you. We give you praise. Lo koto se teke bos. Mando koto se teke bala masata labaya. Je teke bo koto sandala bakuria mandele borobo se teke. Le kasele mandala bakuria mandele boko se teke borobo. Je takalaba se teke borobo sandala bara. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. 
We adore your name. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Heaven and earth adore you. Angels bow before you. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Oh, Lakande Barakadisha Lamanda. Mando Koso Toke Teke. Matoko Bose Takaya. Indro Kosus Kelemanda Prakatosa Yahata. Kelemondorobokota Yabasala. Erashando Ko Sa Andre Bakaduski. Retoko Bose Yamanda Labakato Lahai. Reteke Balakato Boshataka. Yonde Kese Teke Bokotos. Rondo koseke teke bo, rotoke bo koseke teke ba, mandolo bosuke teke bala, rito kosoko toke teke bo, selebanda la baya, masuka la mandele bokoto sete, joto kabala masato kobos, masoto ke bala masato koboshe teke, jeteke bala masato kobos, rondo kosala manda. Rido Jose Teke Bokoto Seke Teke Bos. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. It looks as if the Lord wants us to do this for the next five minutes. Go on for the next five minutes. Pray in the Spirit, worship Him. Do whatever you are led to do by the Holy Ghost. Do what you are led to do by the Holy Spirit. It's a victory moment. It's a moment of grace. Moment of victory. The anointing is here. The anointing is here. Glory to your name, Jesus. Oh, Masoso Prokoto Kalabanda Labaya. In the presence of my Father, all the hosts of heaven gather to worship me, bowing down before you. I know the place that I have found is the presence of my Father, all the hosts of heaven gather. Worship him, I down before you. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Is the name above all others, Jesus Christ, the Lion of Judah. We worship you, bowing down before you. Oh, holy, 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 holy. Holy, you are holy. 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 You
to your name. Wave your hands to him and just worship him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The most powerful form of prayer that you can pray is to be led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit tells you how to pray, when it leads you, when your agenda is suspended, there are moments I, I just want to pray for a few minutes and the Spirit takes over. It's always more powerful than the one you try to do in your own energy. You understand what I'm saying? That's the mean of they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. So there must be an attitude that we must develop. Learning how to wait upon him. What is the meaning of waiting upon the Lord? It means exactly what it says, wait. Sometimes you want to pray. I believe the Spirit of God is making me to say this to people. You just want to pray. You don't begin by making requests or praying. Sometimes in the place of prayer, you first sit down and wait. Waiting in the realm of the Spirit is a very powerful weapon. I don't know how many people it has happened to here before. The Lord can detain you for two hours without you saying a word. Prayer is not limited to talking. You can sit down. You are not saying anything, yet you are praying. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Sometimes the presence of God, when it descends in your room, what it causes is silence. You can't say anything. Yet communications are going on. It is possible for Jesus Christ to reveal himself to you. Like he has to many people. And at times in revealing himself, he won't say anything. Yet we understand what he's saying. This is a deep realm. Hallelujah. Jesus stands in your room. He looks at you. He says nothing. But you understand everything he's saying. Because the Lord himself is communication. Remember, it's the living word. So the living word does not need to speak to express himself. Everything about Christ is the living word. He himself is the living word. So Jesus Christ himself is God's communication to humanity. So he can appear to you and say nothing, yet he has said volumes. You leave your room, you understand your assignment, your purpose, you understand your anointed area of grace and your mission. Without the master saying a word to you. His presence imparts that knowledge into you. And the revelation of his glory gives you the meaning of your life. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want us to read something tonight, this evening. Let's read Second, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You remember where we stopped last week? Hallelujah. Anytime we share the word of God, it's important that when you go home, you meditate on what you have heard and let it grow inside you. That is how to be very strong in the Lord. You know, I, I started saying that. I don't know whether it was here on Tuesday or in church on Wednesday. Nobody will take responsibility for your spiritual growth for yourself. For you. You have to do it yourself. Nobody will take that responsibility for you. You have to do it yourself. And spiritual growth costs. It's not cheap. Working with the Lord takes a lot of discipline. You have to say no to many things. Maybe upper Sunday I will talk about fatal attraction. 
when people fall in love with what is dangerous, what is harmful, and it's very common, and then why you should hate certain things. Part of discipline requires that you, you say no, a strong no to certain things. Hallelujah. So nobody becomes a spiritual giant overnight, and nobody becomes a spiritual giant by chance. What God will build on you has a lot to do with the capacity of your spirit. So you must enlarge your coast for much to happen. If Daniel did not learn to pray three times in a day, those revelations wouldn't come. As a matter of fact, in God's plan, it puts you in a situation where you will have to struggle and learn to pray for your own good. Comfort is not always good for man. This is why believers who are spiritually minded, who are very smart, in your moment of comfort, you go deeper in seeking the Lord. You know how many people could pray very well when there was no split in the house? Heat will wake them up and they will pray. When, when there was no DSTV, but now they are watching what the, all those soap opera, you know? Let me tell you what happens. Everyone here, you have an angel watching over you. Your angel grows in authority. As God lifts you, one goes, an angel with higher authority comes. So if God should open our eyes spiritually now, all of us are not sitting down here with equal number of angels. It has a lot to do with your calling, your assignments. If God is sending you to a territory that is very dangerous, you will have more angels working with you. But then there is a connection between the host of them working with you and the state of your spirit. How developed you are spiritually or how underdeveloped you are. It is very true. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. That's why the Bible says, Apostle Paul was charging Timothy, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That means a person can also be weak in the Lord. And there are many weak Christians. Be strong in the Lord. How many times have I heard of missionaries who went to a village and they were killed by the gods of the place? What God will do is, of course, they are so, they, they, are go, they are going to heaven and they will receive mighty rewards for even daring. But then somebody else will go there and mess up those demons. It's about, number one, timing. Number two, spiritual capacity. Because the more you walk with God, the more you even know that certain things God will say you should not do it. Are you following? Praise the Lord. Amen. This is why what I hope to talk about this week and next week is talking about developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the spirit of revelation last week, and we talked at length about the fact that Daniel's, the Nebuchadnezzar's of this world, are still dreaming. The uh, Darius of this world, they will still dream. The Pharaohs of this world are still dreaming. Only a Joseph can interpret. And that Joseph was right when he said to the prisoners, Interpretation belongs to God. Presidents of nations, governors, they have dreams that they cannot interpret because the word of God says interpretation belongs to God. And he gives it as you walk with the Holy Spirit. So the queen said, where we read last week, she was talking about Daniel. In Daniel chapter 5 from verse 10, 11, 10 and 11, he said, this Daniel has an excellent spirit of wisdom, of knowledge. You remember? Interpreting dreams. Let's read Daniel 5.10. We will dwell on that for a while because it's, impos- it's important we know this, especially Many of you working on the island, look, this wisdom is ordained for your glory. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. 
your reward in life is equal to the wisdom that you demonstrate. And we are not talking about natural wisdom here. Natural wisdom is limited. I, 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 I think I told you, it was a copper. And the boss, the MD, was actually the CEO, the owner of the company, was about to lose about 60 billion in a deal. And this guy went to pray. And the Lord told him to tell the boss what to do. When he won, he gave him a street in an estate, a street, a copper. If it does not work again for the rest of his life, there's a limit to which salary can take you. Salary is to help you, but it's never God's master plan. It is to help for a while, to stabilize you, because there is something bigger in you than your salary. Can I tell you the truth? Nobody can actually pay you what you deserve. To put a man created by God, to put 250,000, 500,000, 700,000 on a man. That's an insult. <laughs> Look at this of you are looking at me. There is so much treasure in you, bigger than what you are earning. Don't you know that all inventions came from the soul of a man? When Jesus was to do the equation, he said, what shall it profit a man? You don't compare in boxing. I love boxing. And Tyson is my man. See, you don't say Manny Pacquiao should go and fight Tyson Why? Manny Pacquiao is, is it feather, weather, weather, uh, cruiser weight or weather, feather weight? Feather weight. Uh, Tyson Fury is heavy weight. So in boxing, you have heavy weight, you have cruiser weight, you have feather weight, you have all kinds of weights. So what happens? They weigh you and weigh your opponents. You must not be more than 10 pounds apart or thereabouts to call it a match. So someone like Tyson Fury is 6.9. Is this 6.9? 6.7. And Manny Pacquiao should be like 5.8 or 5.7 or 5.6. Now to ask them to fight is a mismatch. I'm saying that when you look at what something is being compared to, it gives you an idea of the value of that thing. So when you talk about uh, cars, and you are talking about luxury cars, you don't mention Volkswagen or Camry 98. <laughs> Amen. As a matter of fact, security men are the first to let you know that your car is uh, somewhere there. These people salute you well when you drive an exotic car. You think it's respect. No, it's not you they are respecting, it's the car. You drive another car, and it has happened to me before. And then they. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor David's naming. So I went there. And we stayed in the same estate. So I took a stroll. I just went there with my wife and one other person. So we got there. And the, the same estate, but different streets. And the gate man on their street said, Oh, where are you going to? I said, uh, it's David's house. He said, what's the number? I said, I don't know the number from the gate. I said, that's the house. This second house here. I said, don't you know their gift and was? And I said, even the house opposite them, that's Bradeji. He said, Pastor and Redeem. I don't you know all of them. He said, yes, I know, but tell me the number. And he, we stood there until I called David and he came out to come and read for the man. And then we went in. So when we left, I forgot something. So the following day I was going to office. I just got one relatively good car then. So I drove to go and pick what I forgot. And the same security man, when I approached the gate, got up, 
double salute. Yes, sir. And I passed. I wanted to say that, sir. Do you remember me? <laughs> Jesus said, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? That means your soul is bigger than your world. Come to think of it, everything, including this stab and everything, came from the soul of a man. So to say that this man worth 7,000, 700,000, 800,000, no. That is what they are paying you for the manifestation you brought to the table so far. But there are still more things inside. Are you with me? You know, I saw, oh dear Lord Jesus. Yesterday I was reading something online and I saw Anthony Joshua addressing the parliament and the top people in Westminster Abbey. And I looked at the guy. You know, he was once arrested when he was on the street and he didn't know better. He got involved with a fight or theft or something like that and he was arrested. Then he realized that there was something in him. As he was talking and the prime minister was down there, I just said, this boy that some years back was arrested and was a riffraff on the streets. Now he's talking and all of them are seated. Blessed is that man who recognizes what God has put inside him and that woman. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So, let's read. Let's read something about Daniel. And then we go to 1 Corinthians 2 and we close. Daniel chapter 5. I need you to memorize and meditate on this scripture from time to time. Why don't you begin by saying this to yourself? When you see, see, Daniel is no more alive, but the spirit that was at work in him is still here, which is the spirit of God. Why don't you say this to yourself? This is the queen talking about Daniel. She said in verse 10, there is a man in your kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. That was the best she could describe. In the days of thy father, light and understanding, wow, and wisdom. Imagine your colleague and your boss saying this about you, light and understanding. Light and understanding. Awesome. The wisdom of the, of, of the God was found in him, whom your father made the master of magician. Verse 12. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting dreams and showing us sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in Daniel. Wow. You know, I dwelt a bit on this. The solving of doubts, showing out sentences. So if you met Daniel and you said to him, you know, I don't know whether I should marry Kule or Dako. They are both Christians. If Daniel talked with you, if he talked for just 20 minutes, you would leave his house knowing who should marry. That means the solving of doubts. Anytime you are hanging between two opinions, should I go and do my master's in Canada or in UK? Just talk to Daniel. The doubt will dissolve. You will know what to do. An endowment to clear doubts. Wow. Hallelujah. But you know, Daniel was not born again. Hallelujah. Is somebody paying attention to what I'm saying? What like this will let you know who you are and what you have. So that happened. The queen said that about him. 
But what really led to this? Let's read 1 Corinthians 2, and then we close. Glory to God. You know, I feel like saying to everybody, you are not going to walk under somebody for too long. Except you are called to that person like Moses and Aaron. And when you see people that are called, you will know. A P, somebody can be called to be someone's PA, but it will be a PA of another type. That the boss will know that I cannot do without this one. They don't pay those kind of people an amount. They give them substance. My cousins, my, 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 uh, um, one, of my, one of our relatives, their dad, their dad a, a very wealthy man, he had a driver like that. The driver was more valuable to the man than any staff in the office. There was nothing he did without the driver. And when he was leaving, he left portions of land and everything for the driver, more than the children, yes. And the driver was a Christian. He used to pray for the man. The man, any question first, he would ask the driver. He was a friend. The deputy governor used to come to their house. The deputy governor would leave. They would ask the driver that. The deputy just come. He said this and this. And what do you think I should do about it? And everyone said, sir, let me pray about it. And they would tell He got that level of, and the man was not a Christian. But the, the, the driver made such an impression on him that he never took any solid decision without the driver. I remember attending weddings of their two daughters. You would think that the driver, the driver was the man's assistant brother. He was in charge of everything in the house. You want to demand to say, talk, talk to, talk to that, to, 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 everything, tell daily. The man is why the entire family, they were all resting on the shoulder of the driver. He had the, he had the key to their house. So he could call me when there was nobody around. And he was the first person that ever told me. He said, I, I have reached I was, I was, I was just attending Seleden. I was not born again. I was a small boy. And he just said, that's not saying anything wrong with Seleden. I'm just saying that. that that's what I, <laughs> so he, was, he just called me one day and he said, you know, I don't know why he told me. He said, I've worked with God to the point that I don't give 10%. I give 30% a driver. Thinking about the man now, you could see the presence of God over. I don't even know where he is right now. It's amazing. You know, the Bible said that Joseph was in the prison, yet he prospered in prison. So there is something that can be on you that anywhere you are, anywhere you are, oh, hallelujah. When were you I saw this severally. I, I, I saw a lot of, see, <laughs> brethren, the race is not to receive to. Until now that I've been telling other pastors in the church to join people. Like four or five years ago, I used to conduct wedding almost every other Saturday. Even people would, who would do wedding in our church, their parents would demand that I come. I've, so I've joined people in Anglican. The only church I've not joined is Catholic. But every other place, I've joined people here and there. You know, Catholic a little street about this, and it's okay. I've joined people every, every, everywhere. And sometimes I'm looking at the man and the wife, especially guys who are blessed. Fantastic job. Fantastic appearance. And you look at the wife. I have met a lot of guys finer than the wife. Mm-hmm. And that's not a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> I'm getting into trouble here. <laughs> See you. Yeah. But what bothers me? I'm just, I'm just surprised about the fact that. So I'm like, why did he choose her? And I love to learn. And then you see those who, you, you would have thought that he should have chosen from these ones. 
The race is not to the swift. I, I please this because this will not leave here one day. You know, one day I'm looking at Zuka back and his wife. But don't, don't let me talk. Don't let me, don't let me, say, don't let me say anything. But believe me, sincerely, sometimes I just wonder, not because anything is wrong with you, I just like, why? Instead of, why, why is it of all the women, apart from how you appear, there is another appearance that can be on you. You know, there are ladies that eventually they settle for anything available because nothing is really coming their way. When you enter a relationship because, oh, I'm being left behind, and you are not exactly happy, but you just want to manage, how shall you be happy at the end of the day? That looks like a marriage that is dead on arrival. That marriage will only work on one thing. It's like a contract. We will just agree that we will not hurt each other, we will do well, and we keep the contract. We will have children. Everybody will think we are happy, but we know. And then when you meet some other people who are passionate and crazy about themselves, then you are wondering, is there anything wrong with us? The race is not to the swift. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? Yes. <laughs> anyway. Let's reserve First Corinthians 2. And let, let me stop. I have branched too many places today. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's better you stay with the word of God and don't get into people's business. First Corinthians 2, verse 9. But as it, as it let's start from verse 5. Of our six, how be if we speak wisdom, first Corinthians to first Corinthians two six, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. That word perfect means maturity, not that somebody nobody's physically perfect. Not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to nothing. Now, here you see three types of wisdom: the wisdom of this world, the wisdom of the princes of this world. And the wisdom of men, of wisdom of God. So you have on one side the wisdom of God. You have the wisdom of man. Natural men have a measure of wisdom. And then you have the wisdom of the princes of this world. Now, the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the prince of this world, they are superior to, they start where the wisdom of man stops. So, Moses came to Egypt and he threw down his rod. Wisdom of God. The magicians came also and threw down their rods, and they became serpents. Wisdom of the princes of this world. I get what I'm saying. This is why there are um, stargazers and there are uh, star readers and all those things in America. When you sit before them, they can tell you everything about your life without you saying anything. They see beyond what optical eyes can see. Native doctors can do that for free. This is why when a person gets carried away because somebody is giving prophecy, they are going to get into trouble. Prophecy is the easiest thing for the devil to do. There is what is called familiar spirits. Just like there are angels following you around, there is also a demon aside to you. Everybody. There is no family that the devil does not have plan for, just like God has a plan for you. It is up to you to allow the plan of God to come to pass or play into the hands of the enemy. When you see a young lady, believe me, she said, the enemy is waiting for them in the area of marriage and in many other areas. But then, he has no power over you except to submit yourself to him. How? By decisions. God will never overrule your decision. 
So it is up to you. Because I'm a faith preacher, we don't talk too much about deliverance because also of the nonsense some Nigerian preachers have made out of this thing. We try to stay where the Bible says. The Bible is our syllabus. But the Bible is so clear about the demonic activities in these last days. And you know what? They will multiply. Remember when I shared with you, I don't know why the Lord is leading me this way. I will stop here. We'll continue on the supernatural wisdom. Of course, we need it at all. But you also need to understand this. Every single time that you see rituals, that you see bloodshed, and that you see human sacrifice, and that you see incest going on, is an invitation of demons into this physical realm. I told you before, demons are not fallen angels. They are two different beings. They are all under Satan, but they are two different things. Now, understand this very well. The Bible says that angels that left their former estates are reserved in chain. Jude 1, under darkness, unto the day of their judgment. Those are fallen angels. Fallen angels are not on the face of the earth now. They are in the prison somewhere down there, under the ground. I know there are five realms under the ground. You have prison, you have pits, you have hellfire, you have Abraham's bosom, which is no more there now. English word, they use the same word for all of them, but they mean different things. So in the prison under the ground, angels that sinned, that fell, are there. That's what the Bible says, Jude chapter 1. Angels that left their former estate. So they are there. They are not on earth. They are in chain under darkness. That's what the Bible says. So who are we dealing with on the face of the earth now? Demonic spirit, where are they from? Well, theologically, there is a debate. But many of the Bible scholars believe that demonic spirits are disembodied spirits of the first species of human beings before Adam. Adam was the first man to be created, but Adam was not the first being to be created. Let's not go into all that today. What I just want to bring out of that is that um, wherever the demons are, so there is a pit, there is a place that the fallen angels are. There is a place that demons are. As mortal men dabble into the realm of the spirit outside Jesus Christ, they open a portal for demons to invade the hearts. And before Jesus returns, more of them will leave the pits where they are. Demons are in pits, fallen angels are in prison. There are two different places. Fallen angels will not leave the prison until the angel Apollo will come. I don't want to go into all that. It will be open one day. Demons in the river, Epitaphs will come out and they will do that. That's, those are the fallen angels. But demonic spirits are being brought in every time man turns away from God and does something of abominable character. They bring out demons more to the face of the earth and they don't leave. Man has legal right here, just like your house, and you can bring in anybody that you want. Did you get that? That's what the Bible says guide your heart with all diligence. See, I like to say this to people. Because we are word of faith, does not we should not mind even the object will keep around you. Should I tell you the truth? Mind the songs you play, especially in the night. I ended up by telling you last week, cultivate the habit of praying in the middle of the night. All the secrets were downloaded to download in the night. Night season is a season of retreats. When you sleep, even if it's 15 minutes and you wake up, don't just go and use toilet and go back to sleep. Pray. When human activities are suspended, spiritual activities resume. Pray in the night. It is true. Have you ever wondered why it was at midnight Paul and Silas were singing that the prison door opened, not in the day? Have you ever wondered why the angel that came to set Peter free, Acts chapter 12, came in the night? Have you ever wondered why Jesus woke on water about 3 a.m. in the morning? Why? 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 Why Genesis 1 full of and the evening and the morning, not and the morning and the evening? Some things begin in the night. Why does the Lord sit in the dark? Why all these things? 
Why did when Abraham, when Abraham wanted to make covenant with God, I mean, he called the animals into two from afternoon and God did not show up until the middle of the night. The Bible says Adam fell asleep, Genesis 15, and darkness came upon him. And then he saw two pillars of fire, which represented God walking in the midst of the sacrifice. And he said, your descendant will spend a long time. He said, but surely I will come, for the iniquity of Amorites is yet to be complete. Why all these things? It tells you something about midnight. Amen. So, what are the objects around you? What are the songs that you listen to? For this cause, many are weak, sick, and tired. Watch and pray. Praying is one. Watching is another thing. Watch very well. See, sometimes Christians can be so naive. They just let, you know, I love Tyson Fury might not be a serious Christian, but was smart enough not to let down to have the final say. Every time that one spoke, he told him that he said, I don't believe in evil power, I believe in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because when you are attacked, your mouth is your weapon. You must respond. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, the Bible did not say shall be condemned. That's how people quote it. But when you read the Bible, say thou shall condemn. The responsibility is not up to God, it's up to you. When somebody says that, I don't know in this order, they, they don't promote anybody. Even if you don't say it loud, respond back, they will promote me. To keep quiet is to consent to that statement. Everything Satan said, Jesus responded back. Why did he keep quiet? Just like you are just saying your own. Some people don't understand the realm of the Spirit. When you do, it will help you. Have you ever wondered, why didn't God just say that Balaam wanted to curse Israel and he climbed the mountain? And every time he tried to curse, God turned into a blessing. I was like, the first time I read it as a young boy, I read my Bible from cover to cover when I was in GSS 3. You know the interesting thing? I was not born again then. I got born again a few months after that in GSS 3. But I just I wanted to do Bible quiz in our church and I wanted to come first. So I started reading. And actually I came first. First in Bible study, but did not know the Lord. It's amazing. <laughs> Amen. Are you, are you with me? But then it's, are you, are you following me? This is very important. Hmm. I said something before I said about the, something about the Bible study. Before I went there, I was saying something. Yeah. Eh? Okay, Balaam. Say so we need to understand. So Balaam. So when I read as a young boy, I just saw him one day and I said, Lord, why did you bother yourself turning it to a blessing? Why didn't you just let Balaam say whatever I wanted to say? I just was like TTLO saw here, but not God. Did you notice that Balaam climbed as he wanted to talk? God turned it to blessing. Why? The Bible said the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. Balaam was anointed that time. If he had spoken against those people, it would have come to pass. Because the laws of the Spirit cannot be broken. They are eternal laws. So God said that all I can do is not to let you say it. Instead, bless them. Then he blessed them. Then he did it the second time. Then he did it the third time. Balaam got some spiritual quotes. They were working for him at all times. You know, there are Christians who are struggling to hear from God. Balaam, even in his disobedience, he knew what to say. He would just say, Balaam, the son of Boah, had said, a man whose eyes open, beholding the vision of God, falling into trance with his eyes open, and he will start seeing. He will say, prepare me seven altars there, and sacrifice a bull and a ram on every altar. And he will walk through the altar and go beyond the altar, and then sorcery will come. How did this guy get this kind of connection to God? 
that even in disobedience, assessing God was not difficult. What a remarkable man. Who taught him to pray like that? Who taught him that seven altars were? He was not even in Israel. He was in the other nation. Who taught him? Eternity truly is written in the heart of men. Who taught him how to connect with God? That God himself recognized that this guy, this guy, and can there be things that when you say in secret, angels will rush at you? Can codes be delivered to you? That when you take that song in your room, the whole level is steered. Do you know there are men who have that code? Who have those codes? Can I tell you the truth? Everybody has a code through which you can actually reach God. You've not taken time to find out your own. After this service, go and find out. There is something that when you start, it's as if the old level will stand at so something she's saying something now. But you've not found it. See the women of you are looking at me. If some finds it tonight, they will call for their promotion tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know it's God's plan that we should walk in all these things? I see you lifted in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, the Lord will so much bless you. Amen. God will build everything on you. Amen. Through you, will reach out to people. Amen. Nations will celebrate you. All doors will be open before you. Amen. The precious things that are within you, they will come out. Amen. They will manifest. Amen. Your eyes will be open to truly know who you are. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father. Is someone blessed tonight? In Jesus' name. Let me stop here tonight. We have... The Lord will reveal to you where your gifts are. What your gifts are. And they will rise from within. And you will bless people with it. Let's rise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for a moment with you. We give all the glory. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church is beyond a religion it is joining god's family and that is done when you believe in christ jesus so i just want to lead you right away now if you are if you want to give your heart to christ just say after me say lord jesus i believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins i accept you as my lord and my savior and from today i belong to you if you have said those words will be late you are born again you are part of god's family right now you can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.